Welcome to Human or Athlete, another episode, another week. I'm super excited to bring on Pedro Montero, a coach we've worked with on numerous occasions and spent probably a good six months with, uh, working pretty much day in, day out. So super coach, good friend as well. And yeah, happy to have you on it. Yeah, big, uh, good pleasure. Big pleasure for me to, to be speaking to you. Brilliant. Um, well, for the people that kind of don't know and don't know your story and don't know who you are, um, would you mind kind of giving us a brief kind of run through of you know your career because I know you played and then coaching and how that's all panned out yeah so um yeah so in terms of like playing wasn't wasn't necessarily a, a big success in career tried to um play a little bit with with Chorley in, in in their like reserves or under 18s at the time then then try my hand at, at northwest counties but nothing nothing really massive I enjoyed playing uh, I always knew that was probably going to be more successful and, and better with the coaching side than I was with the playing side. Uh, and I, I got quite interested in coaching quite quite early. So probably when I was about 18, 19, sort of already, already knew that's something that I wanted to try. And, and then I just, just went straight into it, really. So just just took over a little, um, little grassroots team, little under-10s team at the time, which really enjoyed. I was still playing a bit at, at the time as well, which was good. Um, then I went back to Chorley, so did did their under 18s. I was like um, one of the coaches, an assistant coach there. Um, then I worked uh, Accrington in their academy, and I work at um, at Fleetwood in their academy. Spent a little bit of time at Manchester City doing like the the really young ones, and then um, my full times where where I met you was at Manchester International Football Academy, uh, being the academy manager there. So that's just a brilliant. Um... How important throughout this whole journey as a coach and everything, and from just your perspective, even on life, how important has the mental side to all of that been? Just kind of observing it and playing. There's, there's lots, of, obviously, lots of different assets to it. So if I if I start in terms of if mm-hmm. I look at the different stages of of where I've been in terms of coaching and the journey that I'm still on now, it's. And, and will always be for the rest of my life. It's all a journey. It's very, it's very interesting to see the changes. And and you look back at certain clubs or certain periods in your life where you 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 have certain points of view, and then how your experiences, your conversations, people you meet, and that how how that all changes your perspective on mentality on your life, etc. I think a big thing for me was definitely finding and identifying my. My own identity, I think, was was one of one of the ways that, I, that I'd put it. Where it, it is how I'd put it, is is finding my own identity, and that's something that I'm still finding. Mm-hmm. And it's it's quite an interesting thing for me in terms of I like, for example, I really admire people who are just unapologetically themselves. I, mm-hmm. I, I think it's just absolutely brilliant that they are the same no matter who they are with, because mm-hmm. I find that really interesting. Mm-hmm. Me personally, and football in itself can can mm-hmm. sort of tailored to that in a sense where sometimes you, you obviously have to speak to people in different ways mm-hmm. um, but I think those people have those their really strong sense mm-hmm. of self mm-hmm. is, is something quite interesting and that's that's sort of a journey that I've that I've been on mm-hmm. and I'm still going on to sort of find and really define that that self-identity uh, and to look at the mental side of things so in, in in within that as well is confidence, confidence to be your own person. I mean, that's something I'm not sure you're always given or you, you're mm-hmm. necessarily born with. I think your environment definitely has a, 
um, has a place in it. it. Definitely has a um, has a place in in how confident you are as a person. That is something that I I have struggled with. I think everyone struggles with with dips in it. There's probably a moment where I thought that it sort of just just happens to me. Or example, I used to get really nervous for sessions. Lots of sessions where, um, especially when I was younger, maybe not so much now. When I was younger, where I just wouldn't want to get out of the car, I'd just be like mm -hmm. so worked up on the details, on this, on that, mm -hmm. and there's lots in your head, and you just be like, don't want to do it. But then you sort of take a breath, a few, uh, do some breathing, sort of relax, and then sort of just be like, mm -hmm. right, let's just take it step by step and step and see it for um, for what it is. Because end of the day, it's just it's just a session. Like the world's a lot a lot worse things happening in the world, isn't it? So. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if I've answered your question really. Cause, uh, <laughs> no, no, because it's, it's quite, um, it's quite, yeah, it's, it, it's it, like, like I say, in terms of where you are in on on your journey, you sort of you're in different mind frames. I think. Yeah, no, that that's a perfect answer. I think um, authenticity. I always kind of thought was was awareness mixed with courage, um, because you've got to be obviously like aware of the environments, and I think you also have a big kind of you control a lot of what your environment is um i always kind of like you know it was a big thing because it's like you know you're the five you're the you're the sixth person of the five people you're around if you're around five hard workers you're the six if you're around five lazy people you're the sixth and so it was always like okay but there is this element of like that's how it works like in the, the people you're around all these things that rubs off on you naturally it's it's as social beings that's how it works so the trick is to know that okay I'm probably going to get affected in small ways, like, you know, regardless of how strong I am, like, authentically. But as long as I control what my environment is, then no matter what happens in it, is going to hopefully, obviously, going to be positive with lessons. That, no, that's true. I, I mean, I agree with that statement with the, um, with your, you become sort of the, the five closest people mm -hmm. around you. I, I agree with that and I disagree with that because... I, like I said, I do think if someone has a real, I think it goes down to your feelings. So a lot of people, most people do what mm -hmm. they want to do mm -hmm. or what, what benefits them in a sense. So example, if I, I, I'm a hard worker, I wake up early, I'd wake up early and be a hard worker. I think if I was surrounded mm -hmm. by lazy people, because mm -hmm. I think that that's just sort of within me. Obviously there might be a time where that might change, but I, but I think if, if people have a strong there's certain parts of their life that are really strong and really they can identify with mm -hmm. a lot so they, they really know themselves in certain areas of their life so I'm, I'm not sure i don't know i'm not sure if, if that if being around different people would change it where so it, where would you say your hard work has come from then um mm -hmm. yeah what it's, it's one of those things that I think it's something I've learned. I don't think it's necessarily so. Because I think when you're mm -hmm. young, I don't think you necessarily know what hard work is. I think you're just sort of quite curious about about life and about a certain aspect of life. Whereas you, you can have those examples, which of course you can, but I, I, I don't necessarily think it's... Um, I think it's something that you learn. I think it's something that, that you sort of develop mm -hmm. within yourself. And then... but. Even without hard work, I, this is what this is where where, where I, I have this question of, of hard work in general. Mm -hmm. Because what is it? It's like a buzzword that we all use, hard work. But what is it? Not just being really curious about something and want to really push it and see where you go with it. So, 
I know a lot of people talk about like love of the game or love of this, which is which I agree with. But I think there's lots of people in in world in in the world who love it. But is is it not then the curiosity of that thing? So, example, if I'm really curious about science, I'm going to really try and study that theory, study this, study that, and really try and go into the depths of it. Mm-hmm. And yes, you, of course, you love it, but it, I think it's the curiosity and the inspiration. Mm-hmm. That that then brings out the the hard work, so so to speak. So, example, you're really curious about football and and obsessed with football in a sense. For, so for me, if I look at the coaching practice, I'm I, I want to become really good at that. And if I'm really curious about the different, then you sort of segment it in a way, and you then really look deep, a bit deep, a bit deeper on uh, on each subject, and and then really try and be curious, and then. Some people say that's hard work, but then for you, I, I don't. It doesn't always necessarily feel like hard work because it's just mm-hmm. you're being curious about something. Mm-hmm. No, that's such a cool perspective. I love that. So it's kind of like that maintaining that childlike curiosity, and through that, it's a kind of you know, it's 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 kind of that naturally forms its love. That naturally gives you the present. Like you're so present in that because of that curiosity that it's like, how far can I take this? And then, like you said, the growth takes care of itself. You get better naturally because you're present when you do it. And then you get all the outcomes on the end. With that, in football especially, there is so much like identification with the outcome, with the three points, with the, you know, the statistics of football of, you know, how many goals have you scored? Have we won? What kind of you know, what's your opinion on that? And is that right? Is that something, how do you kind of deal with that yourself in coaching? Yeah, uh, well, it's a bit different for me in a sense, because I'm not necessarily in that first team mm-hmm. environment, so I don't have to deal with that in a sense. I understand it from that perspective that that is the, that is the game. That's what people pay for. That's what people come for. Um, I think being focused on that, on that side, I think it's. I think if people are just focused on that, you you don't tend to do very well. Mm-hmm. I think I think you need a, a lot of meat on the bones, and I think it's more about the process and more about one thing that I've sort of come to realize a little bit is you just need to be super present in every single moment that you have mm-hmm. because what else do you have in life? You have nothing else. Mm-hmm. You can plan, you can you can think, of course you can, but you have to be really present in the moment and really just enjoy the moment because anything could happen to anyone at any time with that you have absolutely zero control over so what is the point in getting stressed about it it's the thing it's that conversation then with people and purpose what is the purpose if you really strip everything back and if you look at if you strip everything back and you just go for the pure scientific terms there is no purpose what is the purpose the only thing that we have is is the moment is is the time right now and that's the only thing that you can control so whether you're planning a session whether you're speaking to your mom your dad whoever that's the only thing you have at that time so that's where you need to give the full focus it's the same in terms of the players i'm 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 sure of course they'll think about the games and think about that but if they don't think about what they're doing now that is so far away from them. There's no, there's not even any point thinking about it. Mm-hmm. We've had, we've known lots of boys um, w- when you were with us, and lots of boys always say, "I want to be a player. I want to be a player. I want to be a player." But they don't work backwards from it. 
So you want to be a player. So what do you need to do in order to get there? And then it all comes back to, right, what are you doing right now to do that? Mm-hmm. Are you recovering? Are you eating rubbish? Are you training properly? Are you researching? Are you being curious about it? Whereas I think if you, if you sort of strip the ego off it and you are, you're just curious about that thing, then that's where I think the hard work comes for, comes from. That's where that's the hard work. And that's where you're, you just enjoy the process because the success for you isn't the end result. The success is the every day. Mm-hmm. It's the being in that environment every day, training hard work. And I think there's a famous quote from Kobe Bryant who says something quite similar. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is the success because there's going to be a moment in your life where you can't do it anymore. And yes, the results are great, but I'm pretty sure mo- most players will miss being with their teammates, enjoying training every day. That's what they miss. Yeah. You have those memories of the great moments, the great games, etc. but you miss the day-to-day. Yeah. Absolutely. No, no, it's very profound and wise. I like it. I think it's, um, it's very interesting to look at that kind of whole present moment thing because like you said, when you're fully focused, you're fully present. Okay, now's the time to train. You give it everything and you get the maximum, like you said, you get the maximum out of that session. And then you go home and like, if you know, what if you've got side hustles or you're just resting, you then focus on that individually one by one. And the, like, you can get so much more done out of the resting. You can get, like, you know, your body can actually relax if you switch off. You're, you know, all these different things. You're getting so much more out of them just by like you know taking a little bit more of mental energy to actually sit and focus within them no i agree i think it's harder than ever now though especially mm-hmm. for for young people with social media and all these other distractions and i I, th- I think i think phones in general play a big part of that because i know now people build businesses on it and and it's a way to connect and everything i, I understand the reason and behind it and listen we all use it so obviously we understand it's it's not saying not to use it it's just finding the balance which i think is is dead important for anything is is finding that balance so but how many boys of 16 17 younger who want to be players sort of restricted with their phones or restricted with that time on social media yeah. Lot, lots of boys who, who who I've come across spend a lot of time on their phones all the time. Mm-hmm. They'll sit in a room, they don't speak to each other, they're just on their phones. Yeah. The same in change rooms, they'll, they'll, they'll just maybe stay in their little groups, speak, but then a lot of the time they're just on their phones. And I think if you take that away and you take the phone away, even for certain moments of the day, so I think that's why training and going out to plays is sort of like, for me, example, when people speak about getting in the zone and don't think about anything else. I don't really get that often. The only time I get that is when I'm coaching and when I'm just thinking of that, or if I'm, I'm running yeah. or if you, or when I was playing, if you're playing, but, and I think that's why then people sort of have that love for those things. Cause it is those, like, it's just a release from everything. Mm-hmm. And just, let's just get away from everything. And you, then Especially when you're running. Well, I, I ran a marathon a few a couple of years ago now, and just the the zone you'd get in where you just the miles are passing, and you're not really think. It's like when you meditate and you meditate well. The sort of ideas come into your head. You sort of just allow them, and then you just let them to let them drift, and then another one comes in, and it's such a 
I mean, if anyone wants to run a marathon, I'm advertising it pretty well because it's it's something you don't really get anywhere else, or I found that you don't really get anywhere else because <laughs> like, I've never been in that situation where those thoughts have just gone so freely and I've not really sort of focused on one or I focused on one for a bit and then it's sort of gone. It's just been like effortless, really. And if you can get into that state and, and that curiosity and and of of something because obviously listen it's not going to happen the first it's not going to happen the first time that you run but if you keep at it and you, and you keep going like anything um i think it's a really good um it's a good place to get to and it sort of helps you then just to be clear and have that clarity and then you can just go into your day so having having the sort of focus now for for kids i, th- I think it's really difficult I think it's really difficult. And, and I think it's the environment. I think, because a lot of kids now, like even from when I grew up, I mean, I'm, I'm only young myself, so I'm not exactly old. And it's just so different. Like, like I mean, I, when I was about 16, probably like Facebook and Twitter and everything came on. And just the change, it's like now you've seen kids who are like 13, 14, 15, 16, who've had it like basically since they were very young. And that's, that's all they know. Like it's, it, it's, it's, it's really like the, the idea of them picking up a book is just like unheard of mm, yeah. or just you know like let's take your phone if you actually have a chat and they are interesting people they're super interesting people and and they they are the they're profound in in what they think about and um and they have really good points of view and really interesting views on on the world but you just think like are we missing out as a as a world, as a society, on on that creativity by them having their phones. I mean, there's an argument for and against because there's lots of innovation with the technology and everything, which I understand. But then there's also maybe different parts that we're not um, maybe not utilizing as well. I'm not I'm not too sure on the answer, but I I, I do just think that 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 is an an issue in terms of boys really and girls and and anyone who, who plays or p- participates in anything to to really get focused and stay focused and curious and concentrated for a long time yeah i think i think i was i read the book on flow and who defined it as flow and stuff like that and that was basically saying the more flow you have in life the better like the happier you are and it like i think that's that's such a thing to remember as well because it's like the more times you're sitting down whether it's football whether it's another sport whether it's just a hobby and you're sitting down and you're learning to get better at something because it's like, I can't remember the scale, but it's like, it's finding the balance between get like the difficulty level, but also your ability and like finding the sweet spot where it's just out of your reach, but that you could kind of work towards it. And that flow is just like such a key part. And if you think like you exactly just said, the technology and everything distracting from whatever is taking away so much flow in our life. And um, I think Simon Sinek once said, he said the like, because of all this technology, because of all this impatience, because of all this distraction, we are just a generation that unless we improve our awareness and we like kind of, you know, work on these environments, you know, as like the older generations do that we go into, we're just, the world's just kind of going to pass us by until we, until we, you know, take those steps. But it, and then you think of like on football and stuff like that. And it just takes like, again, this is why the podcast is here is because you have this, brilliant two three hours and firstly i don't think people understand how like amazing that is to do that every day um let alone everything that comes with being a footballer but like that just being able to do that every day and knowing that from young for me i don't want to sit in an office and work like i want to be out and doing that 
and even in lockdown when that happened i think a lot of people have realized like how much that was such a key part of their life and their happiness just about training every day um and i think you know with with everything that's going on i also think that like lose what necessarily even after football and you've got your home at one two three every day and this is what it's about is there's also another seven eight nine hours of your life every single day that you can do something with you can have more flow you can socialize in different ways and that doesn't have to be spent watching netflix or on your phone yeah exactly yeah exactly and that's and that's something what what well it is what you're trying to do isn't it is it's make um make an impact do something be productive in, in that time and it's no i i I agree with you. I, th- I think finding that flow, and, and I think it's difficult. I think being in the present moment constantly or being aware of it is difficult. I've been, um, I've been, I've been watching and reading a couple of things on uh, Leonardo da Vinci, and it's really quite interesting because um, there's a guy who's written a, a book. I'm, I'm, I'm about to buy it, and it's called Walter Isaacson. And I watched an interview his interview uh, based on the book and he was saying he was walking through central park i think to go somewhere and he said he just sort of mm-hmm. went back and thought in the in the mind of da vinci and he thought he just took a lot longer walking through the park and actually noticing everything yeah. which and da, da vinci is this what i go back to curiosity he was most, he was just curious about everything just curious about everything wanted to know how that worked wanted to know how that worked and it's mm-hmm. and it's so I think that that's, that is that is what brings success because the best players in the world or the best anything in the world at, at yeah. any level, mm-hmm. they go into the details of it and you can't go into the real small details of it if you don't have that curiosity about it. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, you can love it, but I have lots of friends who love football, but they're not necessarily that bothered about the details of how to receive, as an example. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it, I think it's just... Um, for me, anyway, I, I resonate more with that than I do with just love of the game. Yeah, I think it's such a cool perspective because I've recently been, you know, talking a lot about that kind of love for it. And if you are in that present moment and you're enjoying what you do, regardless of the environment, regardless of what's happened, like the comparison of other players, the difficulty, however you're doing, playing or whatever then all you can do is be happy and enjoy that. And then from there comes improvement. But to think about that curiosity is that's what drives that love because that's what dro- that's what makes it like, it's that stepping stone into the present moment. Like, okay, how do I figure this out? Like, how do I figure out how to break this defense down? Or how do I figure out why, what am I doing wrong in this? Like, you know, why have I given it away twice? Okay, how do I figure this out? And it's like a, a, a key, like an open door or the key to the lock of that into the present moment with that and i think it's such a yeah i didn't think like didn't think about it like that in a way and i, I love it it's, it's very clever and yeah full of curiosity <laughs> um in kind of the in football and all these different things what do you look for in players and even like other coaches that kind of like in terms of their values and the way they have their perspective i'm guessing curiosity is gonna be out there <laughs> This yeah, it's it's quite interesting really because before that, I think it, it's very important to understand the individual because everyone comes from a completely different mm-hmm. background, different life, different area. That uh, 
So it's it, it's quite it's, it's quite difficult, really. I, th- I think having I'm I'm yet to come across a player I think who has a a real real curiosity of of the game in a sense where you're probably the closest in in a sense where you're, you're really breaking down the details and you want to sort of go more into it. I've had a couple, but they're a bit younger, so it's not to say that they won't mm-hmm. be be there. So um, I've had a couple who, who, who were quite close to that um, and who have gone on and who are doing quite well. So that's definitely one of it. And, and if I look back at you and and those players, that they're, they're the ones who've gone on to do the best essentially because mm-hmm. they are bothered about the things that most people think oh that's not that important it's only a tiny detail that mm-hmm. you're you're bothered about and and they're bothered about as well and it's um that's definitely one thing that i look for um in a player but i think it's, it's interesting because I'm not in recruitment, so I'm not recruiting the players. Yeah. My job's to develop the players, so I sort of accept the players for how they are, and then I have to try and mould them okay. and try and try and shape them. So I'm not looking for this player or that player. Um, but like in terms of what what do you value then in the players that you have? If that's like yeah, more appropriate. So appropriate. I value um, openness, so uh, that growth mindset to want to improve, to be humble enough to say, you know what that. Oh, that really wasn't great. Like, I need to get better at this. So that strive really just for constant improvement. I like hardworking players. Um, but also then goes that conversation: is it are they just curious or, or they just love the game? Um, and I like players who are brave, and and brave can be interpreted in different ways. I think, um, but and and I'm finding with those different interpretations. But brave on the ball, brave in how they play, brave in how they can be confident in themselves to just be themselves mm-hmm. uh, and I like that a lot I think that's, that's something that that I'm that I like a lot in the sense where you're just yourself I'm happy being myself no matter who I'm with example if a young player is gonna play with all the players and he just goes I'm just gonna still do the same things I'm not gonna adjust for them I'm, I'm just gonna be me yeah. um, and that's really hard to especially when you're young especially now it's really hard to get people to understand that having them their self-identity in a sense yeah i think i do think like for me as well it's taken time to to come yeah. to that you know realization i think and even kind of craig tano who was on the podcast before was saying that you know when you go and train with the older ones or whatever and you treat every day and this was his perspective and it was a really cool one as well it's like every single day it's just like a kickabout with your mates mm. and the way you approach that is so relaxed so comfortable in who you are because your friends know exactly who you are all these different things exactly, yeah. so comfortable to try whatever and if you take every session whether, whether with the first team whether with the under 18s whatever and you take it like that then you've kind of got nothing to lose and nothing exactly, to like yeah to, you know and i and i kind of come back to that and that's what was going to come on to next was that kind of love versus fear approach and there's mm. so many different ways to take it like you know the amount of spins on loving what you do and then going to kind of using the fear as a, as a good thing kind of what mm. what would your opinion be on love and fear and yeah it's no it's, it's words. no no it's, it's something that's that's probably changed i mean I, I think i used to think that i was quite scared of not being good or not being good enough so that's why i worked hard but more recently, I found that doesn't really, for me anyway. I'm not saying it's for everyone, but for me, it doesn't really 
sit with me as much as just finding out about right what's the example at the minute i'm i'm really looking into my communication so how do i really speak to players what words am i saying how am i saying them um and and that let's let's delve into that a little bit and let's see where where we can go with that and that's sort of having that that passion for coaching and for improving it's not even coach like say coaching teaching it's the same thing you're trying to improve a person you're trying to help a person you're trying to trying to guide them is whether they're footballers or whether they just want to go to university or just get a part-time job it's or just get a get a job they've never had a job for some people that's an unbelievable achievement mm-hmm. doesn't matter whether whether they're going to they're sign a professional contract or not at the end of the day you're just trying to help them mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm under the belief now as well that, that, that I think lots of things transfer in lots of different walks of life so especially like a higher especially a high level but especially if if you do things well i think you can take things from a businessman you can take things from a salesman you can take this from a dancer and i think all those sort of skills and habits that they have as individuals help take take them forward and i think that's transferable to and um, to football so, sorry i went off on a tangent to get to get back to to the question yeah so i think fear I think you have to be careful with fear because I think fear, if you're not careful, it can take over you a little bit. I I, I understand and I've watched The Last Dance where Michael Jordan yeah. sort mm-hmm. of speaks about um, the, the fear side of it and how that sort of motivates him or use something external to motivate him. But what sort of gets me with him as well is is um, his, his dedication, his, his mentality to just... I mean, his mentality was like a rocket in terms of his self-confidence, but I th- he got that through how prepared he was. He worked; he, he was just training more than everyone else. And mm-hmm. I don't think you can you can be top like Kobe Bryant's brilliant. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I was, when, when he died, I, I watched lots of videos uh, and I watched them before that as well. Um, but just the detail that he'd go into in terms of mm-hmm. basketball and, and that those guys would go into. And it just takes me back to curiosity where mm-hmm. it is just that level of detail that other people aren't willing to get to. Whereas if you have the fear, are you, are you worried about that? You're worried about other things mm-hmm. that take your mind off that curiosity in a sense. Yeah. It's an interesting thing, and I think it comes on the thing with Michael Jordan as well for the motivation. Motivation is short term. Motivation yeah. isn't long term. Being inspired by someone is long term. Mm-hmm. Examples: so lots of people, uh, older people, who watch Maradona for the first time. That inspired them to love football. Yeah, it's not. Um, you can watch the videos and everything, but it's all short term. Yeah, I understand he's probably needed to give himself that motivation to to then really be at his best, which I get, or he sort of got into his head, oh, he thinks he's better than me. I want to be the best. And I think he probably went down to that competition with his brother when he was very young. Exactly. Where he'd have like ridiculous competitions with his brother. And, and I'm sure that, and his father, his acceptance for his father, that's that deeper emotional connection to something. And, it, and that's where the, the, with players as well, you know, there's that nature versus nurture conversation and, and, mm-hmm. and debate. And I think, I'm I'm a big believer in nurture in uh, in nurture because I think if the environment, example, Usain Bolt, if he wasn't born where he was born, or maybe in the same family, if he was born a different part of of Jamaica, would he have been as good as he was? 
you don't know if if Ronaldo wasn't um, born in a poorer part of of Madeira in in Portugal, where he could just play all the time and he didn't didn't necessarily have, have all these different complications. Would he have been a good, as good as he was? I, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But then I also, but then I also think you have something within you, or something happens. I don't know the answer to this really, and, and I, I'm actually quite happy that I don't know the answer to this because it's quite interesting to keep talking about. Um, <laughs> where he he just had that love for the game and just the curiosity to just to just work and just trying to trying to be better at at, at this at, at this game that we all love and i think it's just so interesting because no one will ever know the answer because <laughs> it's not because you can have two people who are born in the same place who are completely different people it's like when you have um, i have a son now and i don't have another son not yet or i don't think we'll have another one i'm not sure <laughs> But um, people who have more than one child, they're in the same environment. They're completely different people. Yeah. So it, it, it's interesting. It, it's interesting. It's not one or the other, I don't think. I think there's meet somewhere in the middle. But I, I am really interested in, in the environment and, and the nurture side of it because how do you create the, um, the curiosity? How do you get them to really love the game? How do you get them to not be fearful of giving the ball away as an example when the kids and, and all, but you can't control everything. So like from my perspective, I can't control everything. I can have a, I can have an impact on someone. Um, but it's only a very, very small impact because I might be with them for what, two hours, two hours a day or three hours a day or whatever. I'm not with them for the whole time. So, but if I can in, the, in those hours, give them something or, get them to do something or get them to try something that opens their mind up and then maybe not initially they'll think oh that was great or in, in fact initially they might think that's what what's he talking about it's a lot of rubbish but later on that's when they might go back like you know what that thing you did was was amazing or that really helped me that made me understand a little bit more i didn't get it at the time but i get it now and that's really what you're looking for and it's i think coaching is really difficult because you have no idea if you're doing a good job <laughs> initially you don't know Unless um, in a few years, you'll know when they're good people, um, they want to do well in their lives, they want to be more than footballers and, and, and they're doing well. And even if they're not doing well, you hope and you hope you've given that, them the, the mechanisms to, to deal with it, mm-hmm. which I think is important. Um, someone, someone, I can't remember where I read it, but someone said, I can't give any lessons or any teachings or coachings to anyone. All I can yeah. do is give pointers. Exactly. And no, that, that always... that's it. No, but that's like, like, like any research study that there's, it's just dependent, I suppose. So especially in, depends on the research, lots of variables, etc. Nothing's ever fact because there's going to be a time in, in however many years time where that fact might be disproven and it's different. So you, yeah. you live a different reality then. So I think getting people to question why I think is probably one of the best things that's happened in like the last 20 years or 30 years, or whatever, because definitely a time when, when coaches were taking players, they just said, do what I say, just do it, get on with it. Whereas now let's like, you want players to ask why you want players to be like, why am I doing this? What is the purpose of this? It's not them being, Oh, he's, oh, he's got a bad attitude or he's cheeky. It's, no, he just wants to understand. Yeah. Help him understand. And, and it's like my, my son, I, I want my son to ask why. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. question things. Don't just say, oh, that's, that's how we do it. That's how it's always done. That's, no. Why? Why do we do it like that? Is there a better way to do it? What's the reasoning behind it? That's great for him, but does, does that work for him? I've, I've come to find out not lots of people like having that conversation because <laughs> it can mm-hmm. take quite a long time. <laughs> and sometimes it's a little bit uncomfortable. So, But I think that's... Um, especially for for any children i'm sure lots of lots of athletes like yourself now are, are very intelligent people so they do ask those questions which i think's definitely the way to to keep going yeah i think i think it's incredibly interesting and i think breaking things down to understand them like mm. in the way you want to understand them whether it's obviously you have all your different audio visual kinetic learners but i think also like um to to know something is to have experienced it and to have kind of been in that moment and tried it or learned that lesson, mm. all these things. But then, you know, like you said, not everything that you, you know, hear or fact or whatever is something like you might know the fact and be able to repeat that. But do you know because of experience? Is that real like understanding of what that is? And it's, yeah. I think that's a big difference is that if all I know and all I can kind of, you know, look at and go, okay, I understand this or I could give you a pointing on this is that which I've experienced. And so, you know, working on different skills mm. on the pitch or even off the pitch with other people, yeah. all I can kind of understand and talk about and even, you know, just like, you know, kind of witness and try and like understand if I don't, is that which I'm experiencing in that moment. And so then it comes right back down to the present moment. It comes back to that curiosity, like you said, and, you know, and then from all the experiences you've had mm. in your lifetime, what's your perspective going to be on that? Exactly. And that comes all together. But I, I think you, you've got to connect it. So I, I agree with you. And so lots of people segment things to, to break it down because it's quite mm-hmm. complicated. Mm-hmm. That's just how it works, um, which, which I understand. But, I, oh, sorry, but what I don't understand is when they have, um, when they don't link them together. And it's, it's like take your day as a footballer. I'm pretty sure your day, your session will be different if you wake up at seven o'clock to if you woke up and had a bad night's sleep and you woke up at four. What I'm trying to get at is is everything's connected. So it's not Mm -hmm. one thing or session, that's it. It's no, the whole day, everything in your life is, is everything in the world's connected. And 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 you've got to, yes, you can break things up. That's, that's just for us. That's not how the world works. The world isn't broken up. Everything's together. Mm-hmm. everything's all together everything's all connected it's not in segments mm-hmm. we break yeah it's like, it's like the game of football we break it up into in possession out possession transition blah 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 whatever it's all in it it's all together we break it up so it's so it's easier but if you break it up not just talking about football but anything in life if you um if you if you break everything up but without connecting the dots and seeing right well it's like um, it's like the gears on a watch. Mm-hmm. So if one stops working, everything stops working. It doesn't. Everything influences the next thing. Yeah. Which I think is something that um, is interesting to to sort of look at, and it's interesting to. I'm not necessarily sure how that fits in coaching or in football, but I think it's interesting nice. to have that um, to have that awareness that everything's together and. Everything will always be together. 
everything's it has always a massive connected. impact on football because it then decides how you go into training it decides how mm. you leave training and all these things it, i mean 100 percent. it's it's you know when in difficult training days which are like difficult environments or you know you don't play well or what are these things it yeah. takes a lot of energy out of you for the rest of the day yeah, and yeah so yeah. then it's okay how do i manage this how do i cope with this how do i whatever and if you have a bad training session is then having the awareness like you said to then kind of disrupt the flow yeah. of the, is this going to take it away but like you said if you have a bad night's sleep and you go in in the morning and your training session is going to be seen in a completely different way by you yeah for that session and take and then you know potentially affect the rest of your day so yeah. if you're getting any like if you're having a good breakfast if you're doing all the right things that you know that feel good for you that you know feel good for you you know whatever whatever anyone says and follow them then you know you're going to be a lot more kind of i'd say aware of that flow and be able to kind of deal with it if it doesn't you know if it gets disrupted slightly all these things but like you said i think it's all connected so and then it's about the awareness and the research and the curiosity to piece them together and kind of like you know take control of certain aspects that some people wouldn't want to because you know or they aren't aware that exist and by doing that you can then you know I, I think the thing it all comes down to is then when in that response to any situation, whether it's great, whether it's bad, that attitude is the freedom that we have mm. in any situation, in football, off the pitch, yeah. whatever, that freedom in that space before stimulus and response. And in that space, before you respond, that's when all the things that are connected, all the things that have made you who you are, all the perspectives you could have in that situation that's where you have the freedom to then have your yeah. attitude and react in however you want. And then that all builds into it together. Yeah. And in every moment, that's how, that's how it goes. <laughs> like, yeah. so, and then that builds the person builds whatever you want to create there. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I think mean, we got pretty deep. It's great. I would, yeah. another question, <laughs> another yeah, question would be kind of, I have yeah. always kind of seen your generosity, your quick mm. um, ability to give and to want to give and to feel compassion and to understand people. Kind of how important is that for you? And yeah. you know, is there enough of that in football as well? Um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, for me, the I think there is. I, I think I've, I've met some really good people in football who uh, who want to give and want to help and at the end of the day coaching that's that's your job um and yeah for me for me I, i'm not a saint by any stretch of imagination but I'd, i i just want to see people doing well mm -hmm. uh, i want to see the, um, the the boys that have that i look after or um whoever i'm looking after at the time i want to see them doing well and invest my time in in them doing that and there's obviously different ways of doing that um i think football's very ego-based it's very ego based and I think if you take the ego out of it I think then it, that's where it becomes quite interesting because that's when you start to move forward mm -hmm. because if, you, if the ego's there people are defending their ideas that maybe they're not too convinced on anyway but they want mm -hmm. they just think oh I need to get yeah. a good idea out or usually what I found as well is I read a book called Quiet by Susan Cain it's quite interesting on uh, introverts and extroverts yeah. and sort of like a silent leadership in a sense. But 
what I find as well, lot, lots, I mean, football essentially is an extra. I mean, I, I would not consider myself an extrovert, although I'd spend most of my day speaking in front of a, mm. a pretty large group of people. But I mean, in the book, anyway, it defines it quite well. We're all little bits of both anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's quite interesting in a sense because lots of people who, who are extroverts and tend to talk and, and hold the room really well, they're not always the ones who think about it quite deeply, and, but they, they maybe show it off better than others do or they, they explain it better than others do. I'm trying to work at that's not something that comes naturally to me, um, which, is, which is fine. It's just who I am. Um, but if you... It's, it, it's interesting because in football, I think you only see snippets of people. You don't see all of them. You only, you only see what they're like at the training. It's, unless you have a really good relationship with them and you sort of see them at home, it's, it, you don't see the full person. You only see a small portion of the person. So people could be completely different on the pitch to, or in, on the coach, in a coaching session to how, how they then are in, at home or which you'd expect anyway. There's very few people, I think, who are the same in, in all walks of life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in terms of caring, I think if you have the best idea and the best um, interest of the person and you take the ego out of it, whereas, oh, I want to see him become a... Or I picked it, I got him into the club. He's going to... He's gonna, all that rubbish. If you take all that out of it and you just focus on developing the person, you focus on... This is what my point with introverts, where I think if you listen to everyone's opinion, even the ones who are quiet or even the ones who maybe don't speak as much or the ones who struggle maybe to communicate then help them to communicate um then that's that's when i think you you get ideas i I just worry sometimes in football that um i'm not necessarily speaking well i'm speaking from some experience i'm not have to go into specifics but um i just worry a little bit people sort of do things on opinion too much they do things on opinion too much and they do things on this is what I mean, taking the ego out of it. Because if everyone feels confident and comfortable to have their own opinion, no matter how loud of a voice they, they have or they don't, and you really listen to the ideas and you all are very clear in where you want to go, then I think that's when everything becomes better. And that's when I think you can really care and, and, and give example. Like where at, at MIFA, uh, it's quite a clear statement that we want to move forwards together so that tells us exactly how we need to act we need to move people forwards anyone wants to be there whether you want to go and sign a pro contract or you want to just come and play football and and go to university after they're all there for the same reason the levels can be different it can be varying and they often are but that's a very clear way of working there is places that they they think they have a clear way of working but they actually don't Mm -hmm. And that's when it, that, that's when it, the mess starts to happen because he's working that way, you're working that way, uh, you don't speak, I'll sort this out. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely doesn't work. Whereas if you, if you have that, that clarity of this is who we are, this is what we are, this is what we do, and whoever comes, no matter the situation, as long as they fit into that, can fit it in with us. Um, I think that's that's 
sort of a formula then to to help you to to care and to and to give to others and to and to move people forward which yeah. is essentially i'm not giving them anything per se but we're just giving of our time and our attention yeah i'd say there was someone i think i heard something about one of the philosophers that said you know uh, those who talk the loudest have nothing to say. Yeah. Those who talk the quietest so have something interesting to say. Yeah, it's so true. And in terms of that kind of little bit of introvert, a little bit of extrovert, I was reading this creativity book and it was saying how um, because of the lack of ego, like exactly how you just described, is that the ability to flip between characteristics. Mm. So the ability to go from being incredibly introverted to then learn to be incredibly extroverted and be able to switch the ability to be incredibly smart, but not naive, uh, yeah. but also naive and to be hardworking. But then when you rest, you rest. And so yeah. there's all these different kind of polarizing traits and the, the, what they worked out was successful people could have both and could be yeah. able to switch depending on the environments. And that comes down to awareness and presence, but it also kind of says to me, it's like, you know, that ability to A, learn what you don't know. And then also to kind of like, with that, you're never locking yourself into a box. You're mm. never saying I'm smart or I'm, I'm an that, introvert yeah. or whatever, yeah. because then you're so open in that ego to however that environment can be and whatever you want to be in that moment. Okay, like I can actually, I've got something interesting to say. Or in this moment, I actually need to rest and recuperate. Yeah. Or it's not me being lazy or whatever, but I need to rest. But at yeah. the same time, then another situation comes up and you go, actually, you know, this is one where I need to take control and work super hard in this moment yeah. to get the best out of this. So that's a really interesting kind of thought process that just kind of blew me away, that ability to be aware to of switch, that. yeah. It's interesting because I think that's something that that comes with, with time as well because... Mm -hmm. No, when I when I first started coaching, you, you sort of get so lost in it, and then you start to, you get too lost in it because you don't have the switch. And it's really important then to find the balance. I mean, I, having a son probably given me the balance because I go home, I, I'm with him, and yeah. I, I can't always watch the football. I have to watch <laughs> whatever's on. So it sort of gives you that balance, and and sort of makes you you just feel refreshed. It is. I think that's where these motivational videos sometimes, and I know lots of players watch them. I'm not saying it's necessarily necessarily wrong, but I think you can then sometimes get into the trap unless you're aware of this, where you have to segregate it, where it's like just work, just work, just work, mm -hmm. just. Work. And it's not life. No. It's not life. You, you need to even best players in the world. They they rest. They have the time with the the kids. Um, might have the odd little glass of wine or whatever it just happens with people like oh no surely they don't do that they just work all the time they do work ridiculously hard when they work but then it's also the quality mm. and we're talking about quality um uh, lots of coaching um a lot lots of coaches talk about quality of experience whereas if you have the quality of work and you have the quality of it's not just working hard for 100 hours it's can you work really well and really specific or specific example someone could get fit but they just go on or someone could say they're getting fit and they just go on the same pace run every day they do it every day they do it for an hour mm -hmm. consistent yeah great uh, 
determined to get out, brilliant, but they're not necessarily pushing themselves. So they're not seeing those improvements. What would you rather have? Let's, you know, let's train twice a week or three times a week, but let's really go at it. And you know what? Let's, let's just reduce the time that we run. Then you start seeing those improvements. And I think it's the same with, um, with any form of life. It's, it's not, there's a, um, there's a good book that's out. Um, I've got it, but I've not read it yet, but it's called deep work. Yeah. Cal Newport. Yeah. So it's basically, have you read it? Uh, I've only listened to parts of it, but I've got his other one, which he talks about. on deep. Work yeah. So my understanding of it is, is basically finding your time where you, where you can work the best and, mm-hmm. and where you can sort of be the most productive and I think once you find that, because everyone has dips, like example, after, after a session, um, probably just after lunch, I have a dip. So anything mm-hmm. that I really need to focus on is quite difficult for me. Yeah. But in the morning between maybe six and nine, I'm, I'm pretty on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe a bit later on, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty on it so I can really focus. But it's also having that, that time to understand where you, what do you need to get to that mm-hmm. so example if like, i'm working at a, a club as well as my full-time job so if i'm driving there i know i've had probably had a pretty busy day pretty hectic pretty so my journey there or what i listen to might change depending on how i feel mm-hmm. but it'll usually be something that's it might be related to football Usually my journey home has nothing to do with football. It might be music. I might listen to a podcast that's completely different yeah. just to get away from it. And I think you, once I think the older you get, you learn that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Whereas I remember when I was young and, and trying to play to a, the highest level that I could play, I was very much, let's train all the time. Let's... Um, let's just... Let's listen to these motivational videos and let's just be at it all the time and... You, you see the effects, but it's very difficult then to maintain. Yeah, I think that whole, and that's problem with, I'd say, something with our society is that it's about doing more, doing more, doing more. Mm. And don't get me wrong, I loved those motivational videos growing up, and they're still, you know, they're still a great tool sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. but it's like, you know, it's come to a stage where it literally it is, and that's just the whole thing that debunked the 10,000 hour roll in outliers mm. was it was saying you could work 10 that. 10,000 hours not present not focused not quality yeah. time and someone could work six hours 6,000 hours of quality focus intense aware time yeah. and there's a big there's going to be a big difference in improvement and growth yeah. and so I think you know it comes down to that that the awareness around am I doing it for me am I doing it for actually getting better or have I lost myself an ego here and I'm doing it because of the idea of doing more doing more mm. is too much but it's, it's like anything, If it can only go to a certain point. Mm-hmm. Do more, do more, do more. It doesn't always mean bigger is better because yeah. it's not. So it's it's the quality of what you do and it's it's the way that you do it. It's the passion you have in it to do it. Everyone who goes through that, like, and I've been through that many a time where I've overworked myself and all yeah. these things. And I think, you know, I watch people doing that now. and Stressful. I am, so it, I'd, I had to run a marathon to get over it. <laughs> it's so stressful. <laughs> But I kind of just got to the point where those people are kind of doing it. And I'm just like, you're going to bang your head on the ceiling when you yeah. do. Like, like, you know, like I've been there. I know exactly how it feels. Nothing is going to change it. 
No. But you gotta go like and this is another quote, like you gotta go too far to learn the truth sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. sometimes you gotta do that, and that's just how it goes. That's part of your journey. But it's like I've been there enough times where I'm like, okay, maybe look, look like look at this differently and actually yeah. intrinsically go, okay, what am I doing? Like, is this right right now for me, my body? You know, all these different things. Is this actually making me better or whatever? Yeah. And that difference, I think is just a kind of a part of your journey you get there's a bit of maturity it's all those kind of things um one bit of advice for kind of any listener any football or any athlete um mm-hmm. that you could kind of give in like one quick kind of way um hmm. you're i'd say you're enjoy the journey that's all you have live the moment live every moment because you you don't get anything else other than that the only thing you can affect is is what you're doing right now so not don't worry about oh i want to be a player great what are you doing but listen even with that and if we're going to the depths of that what do you do when you are a player you want the next thing all you have is is the process and it's a bit of a shallow existence that if all you want to do is play football, surely. It's like um, in Kanarsen Wenger's book, he says he, when he goes to the pearly gates, it's um, and someone asks him the question, the man asks him the question, he says, what did you do? And oh, I won football matches. And, oh, surely you've done something more meaningful than that. <laughs> and I think that's just a, such a, because football such a, it's a big thing to us, but it, in the depths of, of the world, it's, it's quite, it's just a game, isn't it? It's, it's quite a small thing. So, um, but you, anyone who's lucky enough to, to have it as a job or to, or to play it or any sport for that, for that, or what anything that they do in life that they love, just enjoy every moment. Cause there's going to be a time where you don't, you're not going to have it uh, and it's gone. So you, you need to just look forward to just saying, you know what? I had some really good times. And I really enjoyed every moment. And don't get too bothered about what they're saying, what the manager's saying, what he's saying. The only thing you can affect is how you are, who you are, what you do every day, what you're doing at that moment. That's the only thing you have control over. So why get stressed and waste energy on anything else? I love it. And and then final question, we kind of ask this in every episode. What makes you more than footballer football coach mm. what makes you kind of human and you kind of answered this already yeah uh, <laughs> yeah um yeah I, I don't really like being defined as a football coach not really um i don't really like that definition i mean the only thing i define myself as is um in relation to to my family um that that's how i define myself but um yeah i, I, I think i'd I just want to help people. I just want to help yeah. whether they're players or or not. I just want to try and help them and move move people forward. And I want to be the best that I can be at doing that. Um, so that's where my, my curiosity comes from to then just try and try and develop that. So listen, I might, I might I might be speaking to you ten years time. I'm not a coach. I might be something else. But those lessons still still are still relevant and present in in everything. I'm pretty sure I will be a coach or involved yeah. in football in ten years time. But yeah i love it thank you ever so much no big pleasure the depth that we've gone to it's been a brilliant conversation brilliant yeah no big pleasure uh good to see you as always and speak to you